1: Welcome back everyone. I am so excited to introduce you to our guest tonight. Let me tell you a little bit about it though. This week the FDA granted accelerated full approval of Leukembi, the second drug directed at the fundamental causes of Alzheimer's disease. How big of a step is this when it comes to ending the disease? Are more medications coming through in this fight? Well, we've asked Sue Perriott, CEO of the Minnesota-North Dakota Chapter of the Alzheimer's Association, to come on the show and talk about these developments. She joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, how are you? I'm wonderful. How are you this evening? Doing very well. I'm so glad that you joined us tonight. Um, this is such a an incredible um, thing that has happened recently uh, alzheimer's we've been dealing with this for a long time can you tell me how many years now have we been dealing with this
0: oh my gosh well probably it's been around forever um, right. i think it's been over at least 100 years that be- since it's been diagnosed and named the disease is given a name But it really kind of the association's been in existence since 1979 when we've really had a focus on trying to help people on their journey with the disease and also look for treatments, prevention methods, and, of course, that ultimate cure.
1: The ultimate cure. Well, I understand that today the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved leukembi um, for the treatment of Alzheimer's disease. This is big. This is gigantic, Right.
0: It is. You know, in the entire time that I've been with the association and, and ever since the association has started, we've never had a drug that would really help um, maintain someone's cognition. So this is big news that there is actually a treatment available. And it's it's exciting. You know, for years, I would go and do talks and say there's no known treatment, no known cause. There's nothing that we can really do. And I don't have to say that anymore. It's super exciting.
1: (laughs) It really is exciting. And this is via the accelerated approval pathway. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Well, actually, what the FDA did this last week was it gave it full approval. So it has had accelerated approval for a little while now, but the drug company went for full approval and the FDA gave that this week. So that's what's really crucial in this fight is that this is the first drug that was given full approval.
1: It's full approval. Okay, so when you say that, you must be so excited because this is what we've been looking for. We've been hoping that there have been some new things coming forward, and it's going to move quickly because we have so many millions of Americans. What is it, 6.5 million, I believe, that are dealing with this terrible disease, Alzheimer's?
0: Yes. Now, this drug, if, if you know anything about it, it is really designed for people in the very early stages of the disease. So it's not going to help the 6.5 million people, but the people in the very early stages of Alzheimer's disease or if they're diagnosed with mild cognitive impairment. So this is a smaller group. So, yes, yeah, super exciting, but really for a smaller number of people. But there are some things that we're still concerned about. So one of the things that we have been working on and advocating for is that once this drug got full approval, and even with accelerated approval, that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, CMS, that they would cover the drug. Because before, before, when it was just accelerated approval, they would not pay for the drug. So even though it was you know, approved by the FDA, they would not cover it. CMS has said, yes, they would cover it if it got full approval, and they did agree to that this week as well. So that is exciting, but we do still have some concerns, Gerilyn. Uh, CMS has said they want to put some things in place. They want to make sure that people are on a part of a registry if they take this drug. And while that sounds great, um, that really can do an be an undue burden to people in rural communities, to hospitals and clinics, that maybe this is a financial burden to them. And we really, that's not gonna provide access to all. And we are concerned about that. So while we are excited that it received full approval and that CMS will cover it, there are still a lot of concerns we have in place that we think uh, need to be changed.
1: I really appreciate you um, sharing the truth because a lot of times we don't understand it and we don't get it right. Yet we see so yeah. many loved ones, so many loved ones that are suffering from this. So we know that these are people who are just starting uh, to have the disease; they're just now in it, right?
0: Right. Correct. Okay. So th- and go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's why it's so important to go get diagnosed and to have those conversations with your physicians because now there is something available for those people right in that early stage of the disease. And that is really exciting.
1: That is exciting. At the same time, there are people sitting going, I've been waiting for so long. And you mean to tell me that I don't get any, any relief. What what do we say to that?
0: We say that our work's not done. That we, that is why we continue to spread awareness about this disease. We continue to raise money for research and to help people on their journey. And yes, we don't think that's right either, but what I do think is a lot of times when we start having some successes in treating and uh, treating a disease with drugs and things like this, the science starts to explode because the scientists really get excited and we will have more scientists come into the field researching this. And they're going to research all different, you know, they're not looking at just the early stage. They're looking at preventing the disease. They're looking at what we can do to help people in those mid-stages. We want to, you know, wouldn't it be great if we never got Alzheimer's disease? So, I mean, there's all kinds of things that scientists are doing right now. And this will really, you're going to start seeing explosions of successes, I think, in the Alzheimer's world in the near future.
1: So those that are saying, well, maybe I need to get tested to see if I have Alzheimer's, uh, and then they realize that whatever it is that's starting, some don't even know how to define it. Um, if if you are involved in this and you see a group of people that are saying, you know, coming in saying, I think I have it, and the doctors confirm that, is there something that can be done if it's in the early, early stages, or is this something that they have to follow a path to get better um to to get better, period.
0: Well, yes, if you go in, say you went in tomorrow or I go in tomorrow and have that conversation with my physician that I have concerns about my cognition. And again, I think that's really important to do because there's often very many different reasons why a person's cognition might be changing. And it's really important to find out if it is Alzheimer's disease so that you could now be eligible to take this drug. So if you get that diagnosis, I would have that conversation with your physician. Am I eligible to take this drug? Is, you know, what impact will this have in my life? What is that going to look like? Um, and that's a big discussion that each person needs to have with their doctor and decide on their own if they think this is the right drug for them to take. Because of course there are side effects and things like that too that people need to be aware of.
1: Yeah, there are actually warnings when it comes to uh, leukem base. So I'm just curious to know what people need to know about this drug.
0: Well, I'm not a scientist, so I'm not going to know everything that I, <laughs> you know, or a doctor, a physician, that's going to be able to tell all of that. But one of the side effects we know is um, what we call aria, and those are minor brain bleeds, you know, so bleeding in the brain. And a lot of times that... Either you won't notice any of the side effects, but that's why it's important to continue to see your physician and do all the follow-up treatment so they can detect that. If that happens, most often they will take you off the drug for a while, wait for your brain to heal, and then they can put you back on the drug if you want to do that.
1: Wow. Um, it's interesting. When you read about this, I, I get excited because we really have been waiting to hear more about yeah. different medications that are coming forward now, right? And there's so many people that are really excited about it. Um, but then when we start reading words in, in in an article that says, oh, you know, symptoms, warnings, that sort of thing, like there, there was a, a piece here that says um, you have you might have symptoms like a headache, confusion, dizziness, mm-hmm. vision changes, nausea, and seizure. And so, much more. And then you get, you know, placed on more medication maybe because you're feeling this way. And um, I'm my mother's primary caregiver. And I have to tell you, I am always terrified when there's new medication because I keep saying to myself, don't we, aren't we supposed to spend 10 years working on that? Or maybe we have spent 10 years, but we just don't know enough yet. Is that correct?
0: Yes. I think there's still so much that we need to learn about this disease and how it evolves within a person. And I, I truly think that, you know, eventually it'll probably be more of a cocktail of drugs. So think about like HIV AIDS. You don't just take one drug Often it's a cocktail that is best suited to you as an individual. And we'll probably see some of that in the future as we're going to take different drugs so that they attack, attack the disease in different ways.
1: Well, it's, it's incredible. I'm excited about it and worried about it at the same time. <laughs> I know. (laughs) Right? So I really hope that we can have you back on um, um, later on to see how things are going with this new drug. Um, Do you have quite a few people lined up to take it?
0: I do not know that yet. Um, As I said, the CMS has put in place that to administer this drug, hospitals and clinics need to be part of a registry. And there's still a lot of questions about that. What does that mean? What does the registry look like? So if you did go in to see your doctor tomorrow, you're probably not going to be able to get this drug right away. We are waiting to hear, like, what are the next steps from CMS? What else do people need to do? And we will work really hard to get that information out to all of the doctors so that they can put things in place to be able to offer this drug.
1: My goodness, it's good news, and I hope that it will continue to be great or get to the point where it's great news, and people don't have to worry about it. Families don't have to worry about it. I pray a lot for those. I know quite a few people whose uh, parents have or maybe one of the parents have Alzheimer's. It is nothing to laugh at. It is nothing to ignore, and I'm so grateful for what you are doing and what others are doing as well. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to let us know before I let you go?
0: I would just say make sure that people have our helpline number because this is a disease that no one should go through alone. And if people have questions, they have concerns, they just don't know what to do, they're frustrated, reach out to our toll-free helpline number, which is 800-272-3900, because there is help available, and we are here 24 hours a day to help people.
1: I want to make sure that I have that correct. You said the helpline is 800 800- 272 Correct? That is correct. Oh, what a pleasure it has been to have you even for a short amount of time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank I hope you. that uh, we can talk with you again. Take care.
0: Sounds good. Take care. <laughs> have a great evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
1: That is Sue Perry Ott, CEO of the Alzheimer's Association, Minnesota, North Dakota chapter.